Feminists Without Mystique, a podcast where we process politics, sex, and the unrelenting firehose of bullshit in the news through an unapologetically feminist lens. Each week we begin by venting about the news, go deep on one important issue, call out terrible things happening below the top headlines in a segment called We See You, and then we'll end with something hopeful. And just a reminder, if you're enjoying us, to rate, review, subscribe, recommend us. It helps other people discover us, and we always welcome feedback on our social media, FWM Podcast on Twitter and Facebook, and Feminists Without Mystique on Instagram. And if you so choose, you can support us on Ko-fi. Throw us a few dollars. It'll go to software, hardware, subscription updates, fun things like that. All the where. Uh, all the where. Uh, oh my gosh, there's been so much in the news. Uh, I know that we're focusing today on, you know, our, our main topic is what is Joe Manchin up to? But What's he doing? What's he doing? But before we get to that, there's just, there's been a lot of, a lot of little nuggets popping up in the news. Um, Plenty of nugs. Some Johnny Depp fans were like, we want to unseal these documents and see just how precious our king is. Um, Unseal documents from the the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. Ooh, Johnny Depp was already looking like a pile of shit. And he is even more so um, after after this big release. Um, some of the evidence that was admitted in the UK case was not admitted in the US one. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, messages that were declared missing, <laughs> which were used in the UK one where um, Johnny Depp's former assistant, Stephen Duders, um, in 2014, he texted Amber Heard about an alleged incident in which Johnny Depp kicked Amber Heard aboard a private jet. Um, and his text said, if someone was truly honest with him about how bad it really was, he would be appalled. I'm sad he does not have a better way to really know the severity of his actions yesterday. Unfortunately for me, I remember them in full, in full detail, everything that happened. He was appalled when I told him he kicked you. He cried. Um, And in response to the incident, Johnny Depp allegedly texted Amber Heard. Once again, I find myself in a place of shame and regret. Of course, I am sorry. I will never do it again. My illness somehow crept up and grabbed me. I feel so bad for letting you down. Um, So that was part of the UK case not part of the u.s one Mm because they're missing what what does missing mean in this case like very confused um yeah the control johnny depp and his team have had over the narrative and the evidence in this trial like the more and more comes to light the Mm -hmm. more i'm shocked um there was also the argument that metadata from photos and audio that Johnny Depp submitted as evidence were modified, mm-hmm. which you can you can tell. So, for instance, um, there were recordings created in September 2015, modified in June 2016, and then again one day before they were uh, produced, mm-hmm. um, as well as audio clips that had been cut off at the beginning and the end and parts were missing and they wouldn't produce the actual full audio clips mm-hmm. um accusations that photographs that johnny depp submitted of scratches were modified as well um and a forensic expert who testified on amber heard's behalf confirming that her bruised face photos were original and said that the metadata that johnny depp submitted 
had anomalies that called into question the authenticity. Mm. So it's like everything that Amber Heard was accused of, mm-hmm. it seems like Johnny Depp did, which is like kind of classic abuser. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention is I feel like the, I don't feel like, I know that the narrative, one of the narratives that was created in this trial in terms of villainizing Amber Heard, of which there were many, mm-hmm. um, was that she was a gold digger. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really, really <laughs> brought up the failing to pay out her divorce settlement to the ACLU and Children's Hospital in the full amounts. Um, but uh, apparently, because so the judge barred evidence related to the divorce proceedings, mm-hmm. but if they hadn't barred those, um, you would have we would have all learned that Amber Heard walked away from tens of millions of dollars um, in the divorce. Uh, she was entitled to half his uh, income from Pirates Five while they're being while they're working on it, and she just said like I just I just want to walk away. I'm done with this. Um, and the assumption was that that movie would have yielded 33 million. So in her mind at the time, she was walking away from more than 15 million dollars, mm-hmm. which goes against the narrative of uh, being a gold digger. Um, Damn. Yep, yep, yep. And oh, and last, I'm just going to go on no, and go on go about off. this. <laughs> uh, so obviously Johnny Depp in the trial was claiming that Amber Heard was abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a pretrial motion, they were able to keep him from being subjected to a, a medical examination because he was not alleging harm based on a specific physical or mental injury and that Mr. Depp does not allege a specific cause of action for intentional or negligent infliction of emotional distress, does not assert Ms. Heard's action caused him psychiatric injury, and does not claim that Ms. Heard's actions caused him to experience unusually severe emotional distress. So that's, hmm. that's pretty sneaky. Yeah. That's so sneaky. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, the whole basis of suing over the line of the Washington Post op-ed is like irreparable harm done to reputation Mm -hmm. and infliction of mental distress and it's so just disheartening what wasn't allowed to be like why wouldn't you permit around the divorce hearings like all the filings and information that feels incredibly relevant it does feel quite relevant I mean I'm no liar or judge (laughs) I've watched law and order yeah but um it does it does seem quite relevant and there's also stuff that came out where Disney was contacting Johnny Depp's agent like what the fuck's wrong with your man because he was showing up like high and drunk on set Mm -hmm. which also suggests that he was booted from things because of his own fucking behavior Mm -hmm. um but and apparently now he's on TikTok which I'm just like oh oh gross gross 30 so I watch TikToks on Instagram but (laughs) (laughs) I he has not come across my for you page which I think I, I count that as a blessing um whatever side of tiktok i'm on must be like the side that doesn't include johnny depp which i'm happy about love that um uh, yeah there has the documentation of his poor behavior over the last like maybe 10 years leading up to these proceedings and his behavior like is so well documented the mm-hmm. showing up on set being you know there was a set member who accused who he filed a lawsuit against him um for hitting him so you know johnny depp there's been accusations of assault against other people he has 
you know, at abuse, drug and alcohol abuse issues. And at the very minimum, he doesn't, he's not really worthy of the um, sympathy extended to him. I don't know the wells and wells of sympathy. I don't know where those are coming from. It's it's like when people decide a man is charming, Mm -hmm. he can be troubled. Mm-hmm. but he's not wrong he's not a villain he's just like a troubled charming artist like me so he's like an actual shit bag and there were texts with marilyn manson there, he wanted yeah sketch yeah mm. <laughs> there were he tried to submit naked photos of amber heard for evidence still unclear as to why he was doing that he yeah. wanted to bring up her the fact that she used to work as a a stripper for some period of time and falsely alleged she was a sex worker like all he's such a he's so disgusting like that has no bearing her being a former stripper has no fucking bearing on anything yeah right right it's a shameless attempt to manipulate the jury and public opinion into thinking she's a whore mm-hmm. um great 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 well that was interesting that's uh you know it's just so sad. That's a, such a sad story. And I do feel like time is going to continue to um, validate Amber Heard. So as we'll, you know, we'll see as additional evidence comes out and um, and just the way he lives his life. I don't think that he can maintain the facade that he's currently kind of has going on. Um, so I hope not. Yeah. There's already so much evidence, but yeah, maybe... Maybe if he does something to another beloved American star. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Someone that people are sympathetic towards, unlike Amber Heard, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't know what it would take for for J-Dep to be held accountable for this shit. Yeah. Let's see. What was was our next news item? Um, News item. um, The U.S. has offered to exchange an imprisoned Russian arms dealer, Victor Bout, uh, for WNBA star Brittany Griner, as well as Paul Elon, a former Marine. Um, I haven't seen what's come of that yet, if anything, but that's sort of the first tangible thing we've seen in terms of an effort to get Brittany Griner out of um, out of Russia. And we know that Vladdy wants Victor back. Um, mm. and he's already served, that Russian arms dealer has already served um, some time, so... I don't know. I guess I want these people to come back. So I guess we just trade, even though Victor was actually doing something wrong. Yeah. I mean, he's such a bad dude that I I really hate that it has to be this way, but I'd rather we get, you know, our prisoners back. It just sucks. Like, yeah, it's it's very unfair, which is sort of like Pootie's MO, though. <laughs> Pootie. Pootie. Oh, yeah. Um, and a another big news item: uh, a drone killed the basically Bin Laden's number two, um, who is allegedly like the brains behind everything, who's been involved in thousands and thousands of murders since like the '90s, if not earlier than that, mm-hmm. um, all across the world, and recently even has been advocating for murdering Americans. Um, in his, I think he was in his early seventies, but I, it's always weird to be like, yay, someone died. Yeah. Woo, 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 America. Yeah. Um, but good that the 
basically now the head of that organization is no longer no longer doing doing that yeah initially when I saw the headline I was like what who, <laughs> um, who, is, Jay? <laughs> who is this um it, but it does seem like yes this is this person's been a bad guy bad actor for a long 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 time and getting rid of him is probably a really good thing um and I, I do think it's not necessarily going to be like cutting off the head of an organization and like everyone's going to be dispersing, but he seemed very organized, very methodical, very driven and to, uh, and probably kind of legacy Al-Qaeda, you know, like yeah. someone who's been around for a while and commands like a level of respect and knowledge. Um, yeah, he was effective, which I hate to yeah. use a term like effective that has positive connotations um, when he, what he was effective at was murdering people. Yeah. Um, but he was um, so like he, there was this, uh, I think it was the nineties or early two thousands in Egypt where like 70 tourists were like methodically killed. And yeah. And that he's been behind all kinds of shit. Um, yeah. And I guess, yeah, bin Laden was like the face. <laughs> but yeah. He was the, quote unquote mastermind again hate like positive connotations yeah um, he was a shit bag but yeah there you go he's gone now so yeah seems like unequivocally a good thing in less of unequivocally a good thing and just totally confusing to me and a little bit spooky nancy pelosi's over in taiwan yeah what's she up to i don't really know and i don't <laughs> really know that I was prepared for China to have such a strong reaction although maybe I like but their statement was like we will do what needs to be done if the U.S. continues to like make bad choices (laughs) that's a paraphrase but not really yeah I have this coworker who's kind of like a conspiracy theorist and yesterday she's like now China is gonna nuke Taiwan because Nancy Pelosi's there and I'm like is this some sort of weird what gay bar what what is this? What are you talking about? Are you confused? Yeah. And I looked it up and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Super spooky. Yeah. China, what are you up to? <sighs> so many potential catastrophes at any given time. Fucking yeah. whack a mole, but they're like eight moles up at any given time. I don't know who we've, what mole we've whacked. Right, right. I was trying to go to sleep a couple of nights ago, and sometimes I fall asleep to the BBC's like world news service, and I hit play on it, and it was like, we're at the highest likelihood for nuclear war since the Cold War, and I was just like, ah, like drifting off to sleep with that. <laughs> um, yeah, things feel particularly apocalyptic recently. Um, yeah. Yeah, they sure do. Sure do. Not sure what to do about it, but I guess we just keep going. Uh, yeah, we keep on keeping on, you know? One foot in front of the other. Is there anything else we want to touch on in our news recap? Um, I don't think so. I mean, the only thing, there was this bill to provide health care oh, for yes. veterans who are exposed to toxic burn pits, mm-hmm. um, which sound bad because they're bad. Yeah. Um, and Republicans are blocking it. Like, what, it, it did pass last night. Um, finally. Finally. Uh, John Stewart had to come out. Like, <laughs> if Republicans don't stand for, like, veterans, yeah. what? I don't, there's no, 
I mean, we all know that there's a party of like hypocrisy. Um, but I thought at least that issue was cemented, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't seem that way. No. And it's been sad because this has sort of been John Stewart's like the issue that he's lobbied Congress about and spoken at length. And he's such an effective communicator, effective in a good way. But to see that this, this took, this legislation took this long and it basically, and, and I, I, worry that the Republicans the last time that they what was it last week when they even though they had overwhelmingly voted for the bill they decided they weren't going to vote for the bill I think it was because it seems like we're going to get something climate and inflation related passed and so this seemed like a direct response to be like well we're not going to vote on burn pit legislation um because nothing in the bill had really meaningfully changed but um it took John Stewart freaking out on a bunch of different media outlets um, to keep the visibility, keep the heat on Republican senators to pass this thing. Um, He even went on, uh, John Stewart went on Newsmax. He was talking on Fox News. He was, there was a big confrontation between him and Jack Posbyak or Posbyk. And I just, it's depressing to me that you need like a celebrity endorser basically on on your bill and even then it's taken years and years so it's definitely a good thing but it easily could have just like failed and fallen right back into the right back into nothingness um without john stewart applying pressure yeah so thanks john stewart weird times we live in that weird times we need that but grateful to him for you know for doing it, I guess. Yeah. Do we just need him to like champion all issues? I guess. Why I hasn't mean, he been, you know, active on other stuff? Would it lessen the impact of when he does come out if he just popped out for other stuff? I don't know. I know. I know. I have like, it, as we've talked about before, I now have more complicated feelings about Jon Stewart, which is a me thing mostly, not not really a him thing. He's entitled to live his life, but mm-hmm. I just felt so abandoned during the Trump presidency. And I think that The Daily Show, which you and I religiously watched, we mm-hmm. went to shows in New York. And for some reason, even though he was he was always saying how dangerous this stuff was. It felt like it was a joke. You know, it felt like, oh, these people are ignorant, but they're kind of like never going to get power back. And I now feel like, yeah, I feel like he was, should have been in the fight, you know, and he abandoned us right when Trump got elected. So I know it was a bummer. Like, I guess take care of yourself. Now he's got his podcast, but I know, which I also felt abandoned. Yeah. Yeah. I have I've downloaded his podcast to listen to, but I just haven't quite gotten to the listening yeah. part. He doesn't get your forgiveness yet. No, <clears throat> but thanks for your work <laughs> on this legislation. Yeah, but thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, what's Joe Manchin up to? What is he doing? Are we pleased with him? Are we? How do we feel? I'm like cautiously pleased yep at his current choices yep <laughs> yep it's about as heavy as i can lay the praise on yeah uh for old mancharoonie yeah um, that's a good way to put it 
Yeah. <laughs> Cautiously yeah. pleased at the specific moment and specific choice. Yep. Um, can't say how I'll feel in a week or what he's going to get up to. And I know how I felt the past months, years. Um, mm-hmm. Him blocking all kinds of meaningful legislation. Because <sighs> as we know, the Democratic majority is so, so slim that so when slim. we have... Well, we have little Manchie saying no. This kind of effectively stops shit. Just so, does. Just, it just does. It just does. But we've got the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. Uh, worked with uh, worked with Schumer. Mm-hmm. Um, slated for the Senate floor, I believe, this week. This week, tentatively. Tentatively, Kirsten Cinema still has to read it. Um, oh, if she dares, <laughs> if she, <sighs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, it's in terms of what it this bill is up to or this deal about three hundred and seventy billion dollars in energy and climate spending, three hundred billion in deficit reduction, three mm-hmm. years of subsidies for Affordable Care Act premiums, prescription drug reform, and significant tax changes um we can get into a little more of the specifics of those Mm -hmm. um but overall it's i mean there's some things missing from it that i would have liked to have seen Mm -hmm. um like the taxing the surtaxes on people making more than 10 million a year would have been nice yeah yep um but they did do some corporation taxing to close some some loopholes yes. uh, that exist for certain corpies, big old corporations that aren't paying their fair share. Yep. So I do love to see that. Yes. Um, yes. And theoretically, Manchin said theoretically it should be bipartisan, but because of the corporation tax adjustment, he doesn't think Republicans are going to bite. Doesn't seem like they're even considering biting um mm-hmm. which is you know a little they're frustrating mad. <laughs> they're mad um this all seems like very reasonable legislation um and i agree i think the the highlights for me are the carried interest loophole getting rid of the carried interest or is that carried interest or um the loophole that basically allows people not to be taxed on the bonuses on their money bonuses <laughs> I heard someone basically describe it that way. It's like loopholes that literally only apply to large corporations and investment professionals um, who are making over 400000 or more a year. Um, and other hedge funds, basically. Um, so, yeah, carried interest loophole. Um, this feels like a big deal. It feels like finally taking away a tool, one of the many tools in which like the rich can always get richer. Um, so, uh, that feels like a highlight. And then also the, um, climate provisions feel Mm -hmm. pretty big. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting and I think important because Manchin who has significant conflicts of interest when it comes to legislation, um, when it legislation on the environment um has secured a pet project for himself in in the negotiations here where um he's going to make sure he's has received assurances that his mountain valley pipeline which 
is super unpopular with environmentalists and activists and state lawmakers in Virginia. It's would carry a natural natural gas from um, shale fields in West Virginia about a th- across a thousand streams and wetlands before it ends in Virginia. Um, even though it's unpopular with environmentalists, they still seem like they're on board with this plan because mm-hmm. because of all the other prov- environmental provisions. Um, there's $369 billion over the next 10 years to pivot the nation away from fossil fuels um, and energy. This is according to the Washington Post. Energy experts have calculated the overall package will reduce emissions uh, as much as 40% below the 2005 levels by the end of this decade, um, even with those those permits and other things that Joe Manchin wants for his for fossil fuel development in West Virginia. So overall, looking at the forest through the trees on the environment, it seems like it's still a very good package, even with his little pet project. Yeah, he threw that in. I mean, I, I'll throw him a scrap and say <laughs> it is difficult for a Democrat to get elected in West Virginia. Right. And it is important that we not lose seats so I can understand politically pressure that he faces. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in addition to the the mountain, the mountain Valley gas pipeline that you spoke about, there's a $4 billion carve out for coal communities and mm-hmm. then certain of the healthcare uh, components um, as well are going to disproportionately help people in West Virginia. So I think that was his sort of balancing act mm-hmm. of, how can I get what needs to to be done environmentally, but not completely fuck over chances of, of winning the next election or making the West Virginians upset? Because West Virginia is not a blue state. No, um, no. Yeah. And the, the, so yeah, there's the tax credits um, for wind, solar, hydrogen, nuclear power to reduce the price of new electric cars. I think it's like a $4,000 tax credit for that. Mm-hmm. Um and money to address the disproportionate burden of pollution on low-income communities and communities of color, mm-hmm. which is important to see. Um, so, it and it, oh, it also is going to raise its new tax revenue, which is an estimated three hundred thirteen billion dollars, by imposing that book income tax, the mm-hmm. large corporation tax that we spoke of. So that is how it's paying for itself, essentially. Um, Glad you brought that up because it's like Manchin's constantly like, how is the bill going to pay for itself? How is it going to pay? And we've, I feel like we've, and Democrats have been shouting like, you just, you tax Amazon. the, <laughs> right, tax the wealthy, make them pay their fair share. It's not even like an overtax, make them pay their fair share of taxes. Mm-hmm. There's so many loopholes. Yeah. So this is nice to be able to, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad that it's not totally unreasonable to ask like, how is the bill going to be paid for? Mm -hmm. But it seems often like it's an excuse. And in this case, I'm glad that there's a way to basically say, and I'm glad that Manchin can back something where the bill does pay for itself. And now he can go out and defend it on Fox news as he did yesterday. Very strongly. Um, Yeah. 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 So overall it's a good, it's a good solid bill, you know, um, I also I like the I like the Affordable Care Act subsidies. I like the prescription drug reform. Mm-hmm. Um, it touches on important shit. And in terms of the environment, like we really <laughs> we really need to do this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We have there are a lot 
a lot of moles to whack, but if this mole don't get whacked, nothing else matters because mm-hmm. it's going to explode into a burning pit of flames. Yep. Um, so we can't lose sight of how important this environmental shit is. And it's, I feel like Americans, maybe humans in general are bad at recognizing things that aren't in their faces. Mm-hmm. Even that being said though, like, wildfires um ice caps melting like extreme weather events all this shit's happening yep more and more and more like we are seeing it more than Mm -hmm. ever um i don't know how bad it has to get before people are like oh you know what you really should do something about that right so anywho i am i am glad that that is happening um yeah or i mean hopefully it, it passes um if not i just oh my god i i don't know yeah i hope it passes too i feel like this totally took took me by surprise that there was this mm-hmm. oh like i just didn't know that this was even really on consider in consideration no. like they kept it hush hush on purpose cuz they didn't know if they're going to able to like be able to actually come to an agreement yeah understandable um so yeah, there's there's optimism here. And it's a little shady, I think, that, like, they can't get any moderate Republicans on board with this. Like, mm-hmm. not Lisa Murkowski or Susan Collins. Like, really? Bonkers. And apparently, conser- I didn't realize this. It makes sense. So conservatives in other countries, most other countries, aren't opposed to climate crisis, like, interventions like yep. we are here. And the United States has produced way more greenhouse gases over its history than any other nation. It's one of the top emitters today. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently, in recent years, we've done considerably less to reduce emissions in Europe, for instance. Um, mm. So it, it a, there is a lot of responsibility yeah. um, on us to do something about it because we're making a big old mess and then just hands on hips peeking around. like We really are. I mean, and if you're wondering what Republicans are saying about this, uh, McConnell said... The only thing their inflation reduction plan will reduce is American jobs, wages, after-tax incomes, energy affordability, and now and new life-saving medications. Wow, what an accomplishment. Like, <sighs> crawl back into your shell. Like, fuck you, man. Yeah. It's funny because while I think that this is deeply angering Republicans, they can't really say anything about it because it's very reasonable, and I think it's going to be very popular and it's not overreaching like it doesn't have a lot of liberal the liberal wish list in there Mm -hmm. it's just pretty boring and pretty um functional yeah Um, which is exciting which is exciting (laughs) so boring it's exciting because it might actually happen exactly so it really seems like they're grasping at straws and there's nothing in the bill that can generate enough bad press or like momentum to dissuade Joe Manchin and hopefully, fingers crossed, Kristen Cinema. Yeah, I'm curious how much this bill and the messaging around it is going to get across to the, the these mysterious quote-unquote moderate voters, these not Republican, not Democrat people. Um, these independents. The, these independents or <sighs> these less... Um, less conservative Republicans. Like I wonder if how much the disinformation machine is going to be working 
to counter this. Yep. Um, versus how much of the correct information is going to get to people. Because yeah. if it's one of those things where people, I mean, which is, I mean, actually, I feel like the majority of democratically sponsored things, if you boil them down to what they're actually doing mm-hmm. and you ask the average person, they would agree with it. Yeah. Um, but especially with this. So I, I do wonder if this will be able to, if the message of this will actually be able to get to people that it needs to get to, or yeah. if along the way it'll be intercepted by Ted Cruz's and Tucker Carlson's and it'll right. be turned into something it's not. Um, and then there's people who just always are like, if it's coming from a Democrat, I don't want anything to do with it. Right. But they're lost causes and they're all going to die soon anyway. So Yeah. Not soon enough, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, just totally pleasantly surprised by uh, Joe Manchin getting on board with the bill. Please don't disappoint us. I feel I feel like even talking about it. I feel stupid. Like it's like next week we're going to, he's going to play us. We're going to get back here next week and be like, well, Joe Manchin did exactly what he always does, which is like fold for some dumb reason. But, um, and it does deeply upset me that he gets to be Kingmaker and like the Lord of leverage in this. uh, So annoying. Yeah. I mean, but, but it's the reality that we're stuck with having a Democrat Mm -hmm. from West Virginia is a big deal um so i guess it's just like keep keep my fingers crossed keep them uh, crossed and those toes too because i don't know but the thing is how many awful awful shocking things have happened you know yeah. just like statistically i feel like we're due mm-hmm. for like oh that's surprisingly good yes you're right you know? you're right it's, it's way overdue in fact so yeah I think let's just this pull is our the day. wool over our eyes and ignorance is bliss and just hope that it's going to go through and yeah. have a positive impact on the environment and the health of yeah. individuals and communities, you know? Yeah, you know? <laughs> sure. Oh, if only. Okay, okay. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm just looking. Is there anything else for Joe Manchin? I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing else to say to him. I know he's concerned about, and people are concerned about, if this will have negative repercussions for him in West Virginia mm-hmm. um, and what this is going to mean for the election and whether we're going to lose his seat. But mm-hmm. like we said, I mean, he he put his little pet projects in for West Virginia. He's pretty mm-hmm. well liked in West yeah. Virginia. And we can speculate about the next election until our eyes bleed. Um, yeah. But as far as him signing off on like a, a bill with Democrats or deal with Democrats, of which he is one and He's they did elect a him Democrat. in. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is pretty, pretty safe, but he could be ousted anyway. Like people just are like, I don't like things. So I'm going to vote for Republican next time. Yeah. Who knows? Which is like, okay, fine. You know, I mean, I think that uh, probably outside of West Virginia mostly, which is frustrating, but the dislike for Joe Manchin comes from the inaction of Joe Manchin. Mm -hmm. Uh, People elected you to be a part of a governing body in which you write laws and pass laws. And much of what he's been doing in the last year and a half, two years is not even 
not really participating, not giving any concrete structure on in, on what he would support or not support, aside from vague things about like not wanting to add to inflation, not wanting to increase the deficit. So um, I hope that West Virginians will reward him for actually passing laws. And you know what? If if he's elected and and is scared the whole time about re-election, I mean, he's ineffective anyway, and we may as well have yeah. a Republican there. Yeah, that's um, the thing. For the majority of his yeah. <laughs> term, it's as if we had a Republican. Right, right. So, you know, we'll take what we can get, and hopefully what we can get in this case is a law passed. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And it's just a reminder that, like, that's why we have to fight harder in other elections because we really don't want to be in the situation where we're, we need all 50 votes. It has to be all Democrats. And so any one of them could hold it up for something selfish or something just for their constituents. Um, and, you know, he's the only one doing that. He and Kirsten Cinema sometimes. So mm-hmm. ugh, what a complicated mm-hmm. figure. And now for We See You. All righty. When this story came up on my my news scrolling, um, the more I read it, the more I was like, what the fuck? fuck? So mm. this motherfucker, Nicolay Mew, um, in Minnesota, stabbed five people um, in the abdomen while they were river tubing. Um, while they were river, tu- river tubing? Yeah, they're river tubing. The 17-year-old that he stabbed died. Oh, um, the other four people in their twenties were, are, were all hospitalized with their injuries. Um, oh my God. and he claimed to, so he's on the river and apparently there's some video of what actually happened. And he, it sounds like he was drinking. We don't have that confirmed yet, but he told his wife that some kids were calling him a pedophile and, um, he was just looking for a phone with some snorkel gear and like doesn't know what happened um, and just went on his merry way. Apparently what happened is he was, he approached a group of like teenagers and was asking for like young girls phone numbers. Um, and they're like, dude, like get away from us, leave us alone. Yeah. Um, and he like hit a woman or a, a girl Whoa. and then some dude hit him and he pulled out a knife Oh my and god! And started stabbing people. Whoa! Uh, yeah, yeah, on the on the on the river there. Wow! And he he's a Blue Lives Matter, very very vocal Trump supporter, um, which is relevant because when you think of the people that still support Trump and who are really vocal about it and who are really vocal about Blue Lives Matter, mm-hmm. they're not usually great human beings yeah yeah you know there's a a sense of like vigilante take take things to my own hands um i'm the victim mentality with this guy where it's like well they were making fun of me they were being mean to me Mm -hmm. so he stabbed them um yeah and that's that's pretty much it yeah yeah we we see you what a scary disgusting thing like you killed a teenager yeah um who by all accounts was like a really good kid uh, honor roll had plans to go to college um was apparently like a very nice boy and oh. it's unclear we don't have the details yet if he was the one who was trying to like defend the girls or what happened but um 
Yep, got stabbed by this 52-year-old Trumper in Minnesota who, you know, <sighs> I mean... And of course, like many we see you to people commenting on this being like, see, gun- it's not about guns. Oh, if he had a gun, so many more people would have died. Also, this guy had posted, guns don't kill people, people kill people. Oh, of course. And of you course. killed people, sir. <laughs> so, all right. <sighs> Fuck that guy. We see you. We see you. Fuck him. That's that's awful. Ugh. Um my first we see you is um to instagram for being slow to tackle bots targeting iranian women's groups um apparently this has been brought to meta's attention months ago um but there are tens of thousands of fake account accounts that bombard um iranian women's rights groups um and it disrupts their digital outreach and their organ- their operations. Um, they keep asking Meta, aka Facebook, um, to do something to help, like identify all these like fake followers. Um, and now there are millions across dozens of organizations uh, operating in Iran and elsewhere around the world. Um, and it's just sort of frustrating because I we know that this is in Meta's power um, and we know that Instagram and Meta are important communications platforms for organizers um, and for Instagram it's important because it's one of the few international platforms um, accessible and uncensored in Iran's very tightly controlled digital landscape um, so for example like a lot of women's rights groups are pushing back against the hijab. Um, and, um, it just seems like this is something that meta has just deprioritized, um, is identifying bots. Um, and especially because a lot of these bots just coincidentally, um, are aligning with the Iranian regime. Um, it's, uh, it's frustrating because these are sort of small, targeted um this is small targeted work that could be done on meta's part to uh help iranian women's groups and women's rights and um and we know that they're doing it in other ways so and identifying bots um feels like one of the easier things that they could actually do and purge um and it's a way in which they could say like we're supporting international women's liberation basically um is by uh, targeting these like bots that are working on behalf of the Iranian government um, and are actively undermining um, or- feminist organizations, uh, um, yeah, across the world. And I and I think you know I've read other things about how Meta, you know, just not intervening when they could, especially on inter- inter- international um, civil rights issues um, and human rights issues. So, yeah, we see you in a meta for just doing the absolute least. <laughs> we see you. Yeah, I'm, I have a hard time believing they don't have the technology to be able to mm-hmm. identify and remove those bots pretty swiftly. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. Speaking of, so I'm not, don't mistake this as defending Elon Musk. <laughs> I can't wait. However, his fucking father again, oh, gross. Errol, Errol Musk. Um, I almost felt bad for Elon Musk for a moment. 
almost. Um, but this is more about like the message it sends and Errol Musk being a shitty, shitty guy. Mm-hmm. He said he's not proud of Elon. Whoa. Um, that everyone in his family is successful and like basically Elon's not special. In that same interview, he said his other son is his pride and joy. Whoa. And he... Um, when he was asked to weigh in on recent pictures of Elon Musk from a trip to Greece, which kind of spread around the internet. They did. Um, he said that he's been eating badly, suggested he take diet pills. Um, so, I mean, just fat shaving your son and saying yeah. you're not proud of him while in the same 20 minutes calling your other kid your pride and joy. Yeah. What a shitty, shitty man yeah. Elon Musk is. I mean, we already know this. We've yeah. already talked about his shady behavior around women and girls. Yeah. Um, but God, I've read that and I was just like, I almost feel bad for Elon Musk. Yeah. That, like if he were a fictional character, it would be like, this is a little too on the nose. Your dad being this guy. Yes. You know, and that this is what you, what you are. Right. Um, your origin story. Yeah. But yeah, all that being said, we see you to Errol Musk. Like Ugh. not a not a good look. What a shitty person. What a terrible Ugh, maybe God. sociopath. Like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um Yeah. yeah. That's we, really awful. We see you. Ugh, we see you. This one is a bookmarked We See You actually from last week that I didn't get to because I just want to shout out Matt Geitz again. Like he's a he's a real VIP of uh of we see use um he was talking about um reproductive rights lol and he said um at this conference why is it that the women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortion no one wants to impregnate you if you look like a thumb <laughs> so matt guy it's like you look like a thumb you actually look like a thumb I mean, I know that's the least important point to hit, but I feel that I must hit it. Um, it's so tired that that rhetoric that like you're too, you're not pretty enough to be raped. Like, you know, and it feels like that's kind of what he's saying here. Um, it's kind of something that was said. It was, you know, brought up around the Christine Blasey Ford hearings. People were floating fake pictures of her from high school it wasn't her but they were putting it next to her 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 fake photo next to brett kavanaugh's and being like do you really think he was going after her you know it was just like this is so shady um and uh not even appealing to the lowest com the lowest common denominator of this type of rhetoric is not even where matt geitz is at so it's just a we see you for the totally tired um rhetoric that he's continuing to engage in and also this is someone who's under investigation um, for underage, you know, sex with underage women and trafficking and being so obvious about it in his Venmos that he's like, school books, wink, wink. And, it's, you know, just what a creepy person who also happens to look like a thumb. We see you, Matt Geitz. <laughs> yeah, his the Venmos are just, yeah, just one of those little details that uh, Matt. Matt, come yeah. on. What a shit them. Um, yeah. All righty. So for this story, move over to Alabama. A journalist um, went to cover an execution 
mm-hmm. how she had done several, several times at the same jail and she wore um, the same outfit that she had worn before. And when she arrived, she was told that her skirt was too short and it didn't comply with their dress code. Oh my so God. She couldn't cover it. Um, so she accepted a photographer's offer to let her wear his rain gear, these like waterproof fisherman's waiters. Wow. Um, and the prison official was like, okay, but now your shoes, you need to change your shoes. They're too revealing. What? Her shoes were too revealing because she was wearing open-toed shoes. What? He didn't comment when she originally had the skirt and the shoes on. He didn't say your skirt and your shoes are a problem. But she changed into like these fisherman pants. Oh, my God. And then he's like, mm, can't wear those shoes. So then she went to her car, got a <sighs> pair of sneakers, put them on. Um, so she was in there doing her job and fisherman's waiters and old sneakers because wow. this dude who seems like he was on a power trip told yeah. her that her outfit was inappropriate. Wow. Um, wow. Her employer backed her up. Everyone there backed her up, said that she was incredibly professional. There's nothing inappropriate about her outfit. Um, and this just goes to show the many ways in the world in which women are held to bizarre standards that have nothing yeah. to do with their their jobs or their um, competency. Wow. So we see you and also like power to her for putting on this fucking waiters and just like, all right, I'm here. You're Good not going to stop me from doing it. She shouldn't have had to in the first place. And also shout out to the photographer for like being an ally and <laughs> letting yeah. her borrow his big old fisherman pants oh my gosh uh, that's so funny yeah, he's like you. here what i have here's yeah. what i have <laughs> we see you okay um south carolina passed a bill that outlaws websites that tell women how to get an abortion so yeah um Ale- alejandra Carva- carbeo um at esquire on twitter uh, brought this to my attention by saying um, it took only four weeks uh, to get from overturning Roe v. Wade to bringing back Comstock laws to make it a crime even to talk about abortion. But, you know, campus speech is the biggest problem right now, um, which I thought was kind of uh, – it's another important thing as we continue to pearl clutch over uh, free speech on campus and, like, the liberal – side of things like shutting down speech on campus um there's a lot of real censorship going on and it's about it's usually and in a, in a more tangible and real way it's against like lgbtq books um it's against uh the transgender community anything that's educational and helpful those types of books it's um against uh it's anti teaching people about u.s history uh, using the vague term critical race theory and then now that roe v wade is overturned um it's gag gag speech basically gag laws that are um gonna make it harder for people to try to be able to access information about getting safe abortions um i think i don't know exactly how um if abortion is fully outlawed in south carolina yet i think it probably will be soon but if you both can't get um, an abortion in South Carolina and you uh, can't access websites that tell you how to get an abortion, I mean, we're talking about now an information barrier as well as like a physical barrier to uh, access information to have be able to make healthcare decisions for yourself. And I think people who it, it will affect um, 
the lowest, uh, <clears throat> I think the people who are making the least um, and have the least access to other information resources. Um, and it's just very, it's very chilling. It sets a dangerous precedent. Um, and uh, we should be just looking out very carefully for all these these laws that are going to ban information on how to access uh, abortions in other states. Uh, it's important and scary. We see you. All righty. And then did you want to pop in with our good thing? Yes. Okay. Okay. Very exciting news yesterday. In a huge victory for the pro-choice movement, Kansas did not pass a constitutional amendment to remove protections for abortion rights. That amendment failed. And it failed by double digits. In a state as red as Kansas, uh, this was, this hopefully, I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much, but it is a big deal on its own, and it's hopefully portending good things to come for the midterms for both reproductive health measures and ideally voting Democrat because people are upset. This is a huge win for Kansas, um, Kansas voters, and uh, a lot of the organizers on the ground. Um, it feels like a big deal. Um, and if Kansas can knock down this amendment measure, I think almost any red state can. Um, so this is a state that Trump won by 15 points, 56 to 41, just two years ago. And um, yeah, they voted to protect abortion access by 26 points, 63 to 37. So <clears throat> it's another pointer to how uh, out of touch the GOP is with what voters actually want. And when people can rally around one issue, and I know that for a long time, the GOP was single issue against abortion, but as people really see what that means, I think they've miscalculated. And I hope that that shows up in the midterms. And this was just a positive precursor of hopefully things to come in the midterms. Fingers crossed. Definitely a good thing. Definitely something that I was refreshingly pleased to see. Yeah. All right. I think that does it for us. Sorry that I've that been like does all gravelly and blah. <laughs> no, you're queen. Feminist Without Mystique is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Bye. Bye.